0: It's Saturday night at the Fremont Atlas Theater. It's time for the CSZ Seattle After Party! Tonight, we are joined by the founders of Jet City Improv. We're joined by Mike Christensen and Andrew McMaster.
1: thank you.
0: And of course, with me is Alex Grindeland.
2: And for always, I'm joined by my co-host, the uh, tall, handsome, charming, strong family man that instills great moral values
0: in everyone he touches. That's Daryl the Charm to Charm over there in the booth. Yes,
1: indeed. H- yeah. done. Hey
0: there, Alex. We've got a couple other guests with us tonight as well. Who's we, that? We do. Uh, we have
2: from... C-S-Z Twin Cities That's Josh Kuna
3: No, no. How do you,
2: I, can, I can never pronounce it How do you pronounce it?
3: Uh, Q-N Q-n, Q-N My family pronounces it wrong Q-N it, The sound system hates the pronunciation of my last
1: name <laughs> Q-N How is it spelled?
3: Uh, K-U-E-H-N Okay For all you listening at home, feel free to Google or Facebook it.
2: (laughs) Uh, We're also joined uh, by uh, one of what we refer to as a CSZ free agent. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's Jessica Carson.
4: That's me. Hi.
2: Can you tell uh, uh, the listening audience what a a CSZ free agent means?
4: Well, a free agent basically means there is not a comedy sports in your city, but there either used to be a comedy sports in your city or you moved to a new city that does not have a comedy sports.
2: Jessica is a comedy sports lifer. She what was a comedy sports volcan? It was. Yeah, and then she still has been coming to comedy sports world Tournament ever since how many years?
4: Ever since 2006. Yeah. They just don't say no. That's that's improviser. So if you say, "Hey, can I come to your tournament?" They They can't really say no. (laughs) Good point. So I just keep coming.
2: (laughs) Cool. Um, All right. So uh, and of course, Andrew and Mike.
5: (laughs) Yes. Hello. Good (laughs) to be here.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. So it's um, it's eleven forty eight on a Saturday night. Nice. Uh, Mm -hmm. Where did you guys just come from just now?
5: Before you were here, where were you? You get to start on this one. Wow, you know, I was, uh, I was off duty tonight. I was at a beautiful restaurant called the Cliff House in Tacoma. <laughs> oh. Overlooking fabulous Commencement Bay. <laughs> And, you know, the paper mill and stuff out there. Yeah, so on your cool. off nights, you go to Tacoma? Yeah. Oh. Well, it was my girlfriend's birthday, so... Oh. That's what it was all about. Girlfriend's so. birthday? Got to go to Tacoma. But uh, last night was a full night of, of crazy improv. Cool. Uh, including uh, starting the evening off with uh, Claim of Thrones, oh. which is our long-form uh, improvised play based on the popular HBO series, Dexter. Game of Thrones, yeah. Oh. And then, of course... <laughs> after 80 minutes of mayhem and and sex and and uh, skull duggery what so better odd. way to just back to back jet city improv short form just go till midnight <laughs> ride that wave all the way till it crests and then you know, go out and drink for an hour. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And now, who's the director of Claim of Thrones? John XL. John XL. And Doug, Doug Wallot.
2: Lott. yeah. Oh, they're co-directing it? Yeah. Yes. Neat. Yep. So, for the listening people at home, John XL and Doug Wallot are two incredibly talented, hilarious dudes. Lovely people. I think that's mm-hmm. the only way to describe them, right? Yeah. Yes. Talented, hilarious, lovely dudes. Um, cool. So, uh, you guys, thats that's like your... Your angle on the on so you, you mean you you got your flagship show Jet right City right. Uh, and you've got then of the other shows you do are um, uh, theme what, what is the word you use? Improvised plays Improvised plays yeah it's yeah. the easiest
5: way to describe it
2: okay yeah cool so tell us uh, for, for a non-improv person who would have no idea what that means as compared to like improvised play versus uh, UCB
1: style versus right. r- 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 like what what is that to you? Uh, usually there's a, a style and a theme some sort of an idea that the show is about um, so one of the ones that we had done here during December was uh, uh, at Upside Downton, so it was Downton Abbey. Mm -hmm. So you're seeing character themes, tropes that are exactly the same as Downton Abbey, and it's going for a full 90 minutes of that. Uh, The audience is giving suggestions, which are basically then changing how the plot goes across. And of course, the actors are changing their roles throughout the entire evening as well. So it's constantly changing. Every show is going to be completely different, but it's themed as if you were watching an episode of Downton Abbey. Um, Then, of course, in January, we did a show that was what do we call this one? I forget what it was. <laughs> what? It, what? What was the Sherlock show? What was that? It was the Modern Adventures of Sherlock the Modern Holmes. Modern Adventures of Sherlock Holmes, yes. So it was also as if it were a Sherlock. But, of course, it's an
5: well, entire hour and a half. Cross-gender casting. Writing, you know? uh, Sherlock uh, was a female and, and Watson was a female. That sort of thing. We do a different improvised play every two months. So while we're... Claim of Thrones is happening right now. The next one is in rehearsal. Mm. So that's... Uh, the next one is starring some of the comedy
1: sports regulars, right. including Graham Tordoff. Graham Tordoff yeah. Is in hey. the next one? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what If, which is basically an improvised sort of idea of sliding doors. So it's um, watching an event happen and then seeing how two different realities could have started, and you watch both realities go off, mm-hmm. and then it could even split into four different realities and go from there. So okay.
2: Sorry, are you getting yeah. the initial re- jump-off point reality from, like, an audience? Yep story.
1: And they're actually choosing the the divergent points as well. Oh. So So, audiences, we we were very big on the audience being involved throughout the entire show. Yeah. Otherwise, they sort of either forget that it's being improvised or they're just not engaged. Mm -hmm. So we want to find ways to engage them without interrupting the
5: flow of the story itself. And you know, uh, last week, one of the uh, new members of uh, uh, we have a bunch of brand new people in Claim of Thrones and he came to me backstage after the show and he came up and he goes Mike I can't believe the, uh, these audience members were leaving and one of them just said I overheard this as he was walking out the door he said that wasn't that was that was scripted that wasn't improvised and I and I went Greg you're going to hear that a, a lot and that's the best compliment you can get when you're doing <laughs> that, an improvised that, play there's no way to convince yeah. them.
3: We hear that uh, back in Minneapolis all the time, uh, especially in another improv theater I work at called Huge Theater. Yeah. Um, and we get online reviews and everything. And we do six uh, sh- six nights a week we do shows. And we do three different shows on Fridays and Saturdays, and then four different groups on Sundays and Wednesdays. Um, and then some of the shows on Fridays and Saturdays involve multiple groups. And the people that think it's scripted um, – the, the the owner of the theater has the best question for that is, you think we come up with 23 different shows a week that we have to write every week? It's <laughs> a lot of writing. It, yeah. yeah.
2: That's what you learn in Improv 101, though, is yeah. how to write 20, yep. 23 right.
1: shows yeah. uh, like this. Like, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like that. I, I, love, and I, I love saying that to audiences beforehand, where I'll say, you know. Everything's going to be improvised. It's all made up. And I think the easiest way for you to understand that is to come back tomorrow. See it again. (laughs) (laughs) Because then when you come back the next night, you get it. And we had a reviewer who did that. She came to see a show, and then she came back the next week. And then the review, she went, I saw the show. It was wonderful. I came back the next week, and now I get it. Mm it took me seeing it twice to understand but you
5: know, I mean, like, Andrew has a, a, a compatriot, who's the brain uh, oh. analyst? Uh, Andre, Golar. Andre, he is a specialist in, in in brain function neuroscientist, he works with Andrew all the time, they work on how improv affects the brain, he came and saw our Shakespeare show, The Lost Folio and he, he saw it, he watched the show he read the program, this is improvised he heard it beforehand, this is improvised then after the show he went, okay Andrew now, I recognize watching the show the parts that are scripted tell me about the parts that are not and Andrew was like it, no, it, it, none of it is it's all yeah. improvised. It's All so, improvised. But... I mean, e- even a brain specialist with like five degrees is going to yeah. go, okay, that's obviously not improvised. Yeah. So tell me about it. Yeah. yeah. So,
2: so I'm sure you guys, And I, actually, I think Andrew, you and I have talked about this about how the reviewers won't review improv, right? Or you have yeah. to get them to review it. You have to kidnap their children and say, we'll only give you your children back if you review. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's. I remember having a conversation with somebody. I think I don't remember which newspaper it was. Um, it was I sent. out a, a thing about uh, comedy sports, you know, uh, and uh, I, somehow I, th- I got an email back, one of them, I don't even know why she emailed me back, she so basically said, emailed me to tell me she wasn't going to review us, which is a weird email, just like mm-hmm. why I even send it, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, and then I, I sent her an email back kind of saying that seems a little silly, uh, and she sent me an email, uh, we ended up talking on the phone is the point. Um, and uh, it's like how do you explain to somebody like um, because when somebody's saying to you I can't how can you possibly review improv if it's different every night and it's like well how could anyone possibly review a sports team you right, know, it's like
5: yeah. Put it. Yeah, think of it that way. Yeah,
2: yeah. You, you're reviewing the skills. You're reviewing
5: the ensemble. You're reviewing it yeah. And I don't know if you guys have run up against this. I'm sure you have. It's just yeah. you know trying to fight against your local theater community and, and theater reviewers and critics that uh, don't give legitimacy to unscripted work. Mm-hmm. And I think Patrick Stewart, if you read the article that he did about his experience doing improvised Shakespeare, it blew him away. He wrote this great article that really made the rounds. Going, how I learned to die and love it, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that's the kind of thing that's going to give it legitimacy. Is when Patrick Stewart goes, "I did this. And it's amazing."
1: Can I, uh, All right. I'll announce this here on the podcast. <gasps> what?
0: Is this, a, is this a CSZ Seattle After Party exclusive? It, it is. certainly is. Uh, I had a I, meeting
1: I, on Friday. We are going to be presenting to Theater Puget Sound, which is the consortium of all the theaters in the area, 130 theaters in the group, um, that they have a, an awards ceremony that happens every year. Mm-hmm. They have never considered unscripted work as part of this. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: We are presenting a proposal to them to say a new category would be unscripted work. Mm. And here's the criteria. Here's what the rubric would be in order for you to judge it so that now they can go out and start to see this so it can be part of a Seattle theater awards ceremony. Nice. Nice. We are happy about that. Can you give me uh, just uh, the, the the bullet points of that rubric? Uh, the bullet points of the rubric are no different than any other scripted play. It's like you're doing this. You're doing this scene, or you're doing this show. Do you believe the actor, or do you think the actor is just sort of saying their freaking lines? Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. really the same. There's no difference to it whatsoever. Is my point. Um, it's just a question of how that is presented, and then is it theatrically
5: done? And I think it's going to be easy for them to grasp a, a, an improvised play or a long form. Uh, you know, they're not going to come and review Jet City Improv uh, just because they're going to see, you know, maybe twelve to fifteen scenes, right? Um, but I think a long form is going to be easier for them to get a hold of initially, right? They'll go, okay, upside Downton. I understand Downton Abbey. I understand how this looks, you know, and we could even get an award for costumes, maybe. And if we can get that you done, know. then we can go to step two. That's sort of where we are.
1: Tell,
5: that's, are you prepared that's to announce big step money. two? <laughs> step two is real Step money. Is two is for two. them. Big money.
1: <laughs> step two now, is kind of the understanding that this theatrical form, whether it's short form, long form, whatever it is, I mean, number one, why is it judged by the amount of time you're on stage? That's bullshit. Um, say that say, again? Okay, sorry, that's bullshit. No, I mean the- Oh, <laughs> wait. Why is our art... Judged by the amount of time you spend on stage It's bullshit Right (laughs) Thank you it's either short form or it's long form. Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just it it's art. We're doing it. Yeah. It's theater. Come on, come yeah. see it. Whatever. Who cares? The it, um,
2: Funny thing about what, the short form long form debate for me is the only people who ever get snotty about short form and long form are long form people who can't do short form. Right. Yep. <laughs> and one. you know what? If you can't do short
1: form, you shouldn't do long form. I'm sorry. I'll <laughs> say that. <right>. <laughs> <laughs> let's
3: yeah, like, let's be way.
1: perfectly honest.
3: Yeah. You my know? my uh, personal approach to short form is that it is a long form show. Right. with other stuff happening in it. The second you step on stage, you're not yourself. You are a character who is playing several other characters throughout the evening. Uh, it is it is a long-form show. You can make it whatever you want to make it.
1: It should be that same, same
5: look and feel in three minutes.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm. Boom.
5: Boom. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So uh, boom. Uh, speaking of, of theater, now huge theater, yes. uh, didn't you guys just get a huge grant? We did.
3: Did, Ooh, yes. You guys uh, got an enormous yeah, chunk of change. Yeah, it, uh, it just got announced a couple of days ago. Um, by Butch Roy, the executive director, and Molly Chase, uh, the, the managing, uh, financial director, uh, that they got a grant from the McKnight Foundation, uh, two year, $60,000 grant. Nice! Awesome. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they their huge is run as a, like, complete nonprofit. Absolutely. Um, and there was a good amount of time where once, uh, we first opened, it was, it, we, we had to have some, uh, or Butch had to have some interesting conversations with the landlord. Um, <laughs> But uh, but it's it's really cool to to get that kind of support from a from a like a community and a in a foundation. To what, be fair, comedy sports is run as a nonprofit, just not on purpose. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes. Well, some of them are.
1: I, I actually loved. I've I've been seen the huge theater once before, and what I love more than anything else was the fact the bar is sort of branded as the bearded men bar. Yeah, there's <laughs> a
3: there's a there's a bearded man drawn on it, and he yeah. looks much more stern than he does in most of the bearded men uh graphics so he, for those he looks like he's listening at home the bearded men yes. is tell is uh, the bearded men is an improv group uh, from Minneapolis Minnesota originally from the Fargo Moorhead North Dakota area uh, and it now has two chapters: uh, Minneapolis, or the Bearded Men of the North, and uh, and, <laughs>
5: an,
3: and, and an LA chapter, uh, Bearded Men West. Uh, that I, I have had the pleasure of working with. I'm not fully in the cast, but they they call me and they ask me to help with things, especially when they want to p- stick people in a van and drive 28 hours to. Does, it, the does the everyone in be- the Bearded
2: Men actually have a? Um... Uh, Improv training. Uh,
3: <laughs>
5: uh,
3: uh, yes. Okay. Good, good, good. And they all have beards. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one one has a good beard. Uh, uh, shout out, hi MJ, uh, has a good beard. MJ. Yeah, Jessica knows MJ. Uh, the rest have uh, have weak weak little boy beards.
5: <laughs> oh, that's sad. So, uh, uh, Jill right now is, uh, at the Improvised Play Festival in Austin. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lovely. Hi, Jill. So, for those listening at home, that's Jill Bernard. Yeah, um, Jill yep. Bernard. Jill Bernard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She,
2: write,
3: she wrote, writes books, teaches workshops, lives and breathes improv. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know her work, uh, uh, Jill Bernard's Tiny Cute Little Book of Improv is, uh, one of the best. Uh, I think it's like $7 that you can spend. Mm hmm.
5: We have to get her back to Esfit. It's been forever, uh, yeah, I think I met uh, Jill in two thousand and five at the Miami Improv mm-hmm. Festival and uh, the festival that once was yes, mm-hmm. I think it's still I think it's popped back into existence again Good in the last been. year or two, uh, but it did fade away. That was a fun festival. Let me yeah. tell you that I do have to say, um
1: when we had the bearded men at Esfit was probably one of the times when I felt the worst amount of guilt. Because uh, oh, you guys were finishing yes. the show at 10:30, so we finished it about midnight, and then you were like, "Okay," and we're getting back in the car and driving, driving. back to Minneapolis. I'm like, "No one told me you were driving."
5: You guys, if you if would I knew you were driving, you would we would have
1: that. done an earlier show, or we would oh have done. Oh my something god! Oh, you like, would have given Wow! And I just <laughs> felt
3: so guilty. Like, oh my god! And that trip home was after we left there. Oh my god! it's a, it's like a 26 hour drive one way without stopping which is kind of how we roll uh, in, in our van uh, and then that trip home we, in the mountains and through the valleys and prairies uh, we hit like three separate insane blizzards this was in the middle of February uh, and uh, the, the the only point at which we stopped was in Fargo because uh, 90 or 94 was uh, shut down because it was not in drivable conditions uh, the, the drive home ended up Taking us uh, thirty nine hours straight through. See, if You're, we'd have known worried. that, we probably no. wouldn't have let you leave.
5: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean,
3: we all felt really bad. But yeah. Like, oh, wait, it,
5: what are they doing? No, they no, can't, no they, they can't drive he, now. What there are, are they do? Yeah. two mountain passes, and
3: you we know, um, yeah, yeah. we may have had to pressure wash the inside of that van because yeah, it, it I would smelled. Say. Like nothing you've ever experienced. You're telling you telling me
2: you pile a bunch of bearded men into a van who haven't bathed in mm-hmm. two days, and it has a...
3: Yeah, to, I believe you. Not. Yep. yep. Yeah. Cool. Especially when one of them really loves gas station hot dogs. <laughs> no, there we go. Is that one you, Josh? No. <laughs> a man named Joe Rap.
0: Handsome little devil.
2: <laughs> Great. Right, all right. Well, are, are there any other uh, um, CSU Seattle After Party exclusive announcements for us?
0: This is, this is very important to us. I, I don't <laughs> think so, no. Uh, is you know, uh, there? what no, else is no. going on?
5: Uh, you don't, I mean, you don't have to have one. No, I don't. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> uh the big uh, the big news i guess around the theater is the uh somebody s- stole the compressor from our air, air conditioning unit out back I, that was whoa. big news i saw
0: that post they they, they <laughs> stole like the copper they were trying to steal the copper you know they yeah. got they got
5: about $30 worth of copper that's what spd and estimated. it will cost us about $7000 to yeah. fix it oh, oh god so oh, yeah.
0: ladies and gentlemen uh yeah, exactly Density improv is a nonprofit you want to <laughs> you know we will take Give your them five some money, donations,
5: please. Or your street uh, justice. We have heat. We have heat. They didn't get the whole thing. Uh, oh, so man. Andrew spent uh, an afternoon yeah. know, putting up new lights because they disabled the lights that were, were out there. And so uh, welcome to Seattle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the yeah. university district uh, oh, and uh, all the fun stuff. I hope that heroin That's, hit was a good one.
0: So yeah. well, it's a really That's weird. That's what you got out yeah, of it.
5: I the, hope
2: you got $7,000 yeah. worth of fun. Right. Yeah. The yeah, difference. Yeah
5: between the front of our theater and the and the rear of our theater is probably like North and South Korea. That's me, you know, or or uh, you know East and West Germany back when the I wall would have was never said place. that. So,
3: well, you know,
2: <laughs> you go hear it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Just City <laughs> improv is yeah. just like Northern <laughs> exactly. yeah, North and South yeah, Korea. Yeah. Exactly. Anytime you go out to the back front. of
3: the theater, it's a guided tour, and yeah. you're shown very specific things. It all looks. It has the appearance of being normal and great. Right,
5: but, and uh, the Michael and the Andrew
0: tear down this wall. (laughs)
5: Well, there's no wall now, but you could just, you know, uh, the the DMZ, uh, yeah, the the, the wall, if there was one, would be guarded by our our, our crazy neighbor, who uh, is the self-appointed neighborhood watch, uh, dawn to dusk. I don't think he sleeps, Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's beautiful. The front it's all, oh, yellow, and the name, and look at this box office. And you go out back, it's like, oh, God, I'm going to get stabbed (laughs) back. Fences and barbed wire and new scary trees and dumpsters and, ooh, an HVAC unit. <laughs> you know. So, Mike,
2: you came from Tacoma just before this. Yeah. Uh, Andrew came from...
1: I, I came... Well, wow, we went all the way back to the beginning, didn't we? I, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, nicely done. Reincorporation. <laughs> um, I actually came from the theater. We had our college festival this weekend, so we had college ooh. kids in uh, from all over yeah. who were... CIT. Uh, yeah, they came in. Uh, actually, not the CIT. Sorry. Oh, okay. We do one that's called the NCII.
3: Yes. We can edit that. what I said out. We,
1: no, it is quite all right. We work with the CIT all the time. Uh, but we do a different one. So they came in. They saw the shows. They um, participated in workshops all day. And then they're performing in the show tonight at 1030. So they are performing. That's great. Yeah. So, so a bunch of college kids in town.
2: W- when you say they're performing in the show at 1030, do you mean that they are...
1: What, what does that mean? We have a team of Jet City improv performers, and then we have all of them, and we were basically mixing together, like, one or two Jet City people and, like, three kids from different colleges, and then they come up and they do one scene, and then they do another one, and then we just <laughs> keep rotating through.
5: That's Oh, that's got to be just yeah. a
1: whirlwind of fun. Loads of fun,
5: yeah. And they, they all came last night and watched uh, Claim of Thrones at 8, yeah. and then, we, mm-hmm. uh, then a lot of them stayed and saw the 1030, so they know
1: what they're getting into. And they had two master classes today yeah. with teachers, so it's kind of the... The way to sort of bring them up. Because, again, I mean, you and I have talked about this before. As we continue to grow this community larger and larger, you've got kids who are going to college everywhere, and they're taking classes, and they're learning stuff. Great we want to get them now involved into our scene. Mm-hmm. So how do we do that? Yeah. How do we continue to make them better so that when they enter the scene, they are infinitely better than we are when we started?
2: And you guys have a super, like, um, I don't know if inclusive is the right word, but uh, it seems like uh, when you look at one of your guys' um, improvised plays, there's a- always a good chunk of folks who have gone through all your classes who have been who have uh, worked their way into the community um, which is really neat because it seems like every time there's new yeah. brand new faces
5: it's um, it, well it, it's, it's an open casting call so it's kind of like casting a, a scripted show I mean I'm working with people uh, in Claim of Thrones that uh, I had never met Hysom um, uh, is a doctor I don't know he has some acting experience not a lot mm-hmm. of improv experience but he is amazing um, uh, Greg was uh, from the Dead Parrots Western, so uh, it was Dale. Yeah, yeah. Dale uh, was also a dead parrot uh, from the uh, uh, Western, Western Washington. Western Washington, uh, and um, w- well, we do have one two hundred level student in there. and That's John. John, yeah, Jim but Watcher. yeah, these are all people I've never improvised with uh, in, in this show. So we did two months of rehearsal, uh, six hours a week. Two three hour rehearsals a week, and uh, so, so is we really the whole cast up. getting
2: together on Sunday and watching.
5: Yes, they they are they are. Uh, we we are doing that. Cool, cool. Yep, <laughs> we're so, actually having an event in the theater.
1: Yeah, we actually have a separate event. There is uh, uh, a group that's actually renting our theater in order to do a large showing of Game of Thrones. Uh, Game of Thrones at six o'clock, so it'll come on before it happens. So they're getting the East Coast feed. And they'll be showing it early with, like, drinks and stuff like that. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'm
5: sure is great. absolutely
1: legal.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> absolutely. did um, note that uh, CSC Seattle just got a fancy new uh, projection system. I know. It looks set. beautiful. Yeah. It, it does look gorgeous. And it happened right the week as Game of Thrones is coming back. You thought that was. Yeah. We'll, we'll be here. Yeah, yeah, there, there we, we go. go. Screen. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, That bad boy, for those of you listening at home, uh, it's as large as our stage and above it. Uh, And it projects in 1080 HPDBDBDBD. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's
1: a lot of acronyms. (laughs) That's right. What's going on there? Hey,
2: Jessica Carson.
4: Hi.
1: (laughs) I just wanted to say hi. Anyway, Andrew. (laughs) We we were actually just talking about that. Mike was saying we were out at a show in Spokane. So have you done the five-hour drive to get here to do this show? I
4: did. I did the five-hour drive. I drove over on Thursday.
1: Okay. All right. Yes. So you're not getting back in the car after we're done here and driving back. Okay. No, I don't
4: have a beard. (laughs) Okay, good. I'll be driving home in the morning.
3: All right, lovely. Yes. As God intended.
4: But actually, (laughs) Josh asked
2: me if after the show you would give him a ride home. Yeah. Back to the Twin Cities. And I know you're pretty... I know you're busy, but if you wouldn't mind, He's, it's it's just
4: it's just 39 hours. Yeah, it's right? on the way.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah, long, yeah twenty like 25, 26. Yeah. If we go straight through without stopping, mm-hmm. and I have a hard time driving on the highway, so and you go through Spokane, yeah, Yeah. yeah. so. Yeah, mm-hmm. you drive uh, past the the elementary school I went to until I was eight that got bulldozed right as I was driving past. The <laughs> oh. 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 Wow, watch your childhood disappear! What Damn it! Was that? Which one was uh, that? Discovery School. Uh, d- there was a blue and white building next to a church, and I was eight. <laughs> That's um, what I remember. I
2: uh, I want to say, I blame you
3: yeah. for that happening. It, it lit, I was, we were driving through it. I'm uh, originally from Spokane. I lived there until I was uh, eight years old. So when we were driving through it with the bearded men, like, oh, there's Sacred Heart. That's where I was born. And, oh, there's uh, that, that building. And, oh, there's that sign. I kind of remember that. And then, oh, coming up, it uh, should be my old elementary school. And literally, there was a bulldozer in there, like, clearing the rubble out <laughs> of a freshly demolished building. And like, then, oh, I, my
4: God. A man with a heart hard hat was pointing at you
3: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the holding up a sign like you have been judged Ewan, for all the things that you stretching this out this
5: biohazard you. tape <laughs> so
0: so this is like a, a super Spokane episode I was born in Spokane as well hey. Hey, what's yeah. up? Yeah, I lived Ooh. in Spokane for the first eight years of my life. What, was born in too. Sacred Heart. Yeah. Yeah. Are, we the, are you me in the future? <laughs>
2: Wait a minute. <laughs> guys, guys, I no. was born in Spokane, too. What? What? No, you were I know that that's party. not true. I wanted to join the party. Uh.
0: No, no, no. My school, last, I, I think it's still there. It was Longfellow Elementary School. So, Oh, so you're special. I'm special. <laughs> Your have, school I, is I there. think the thing it's is, I haven't driven by there. So they're just waiting. They're like, Quincy coming. We'll get the bulldozer <laughs> ready.
2: There's a guy, they pay so much money every day to just sit yeah. in a bulldozer <laughs> and wait it's idling. And they're coming down the
3: highway. Go! Go! Yeah. Yeah.
2: So many false alarms.
3: Are they there? Are they there? Screw you.
5: <laughs> well, my high school met the fate of a lot of uh, small schools in Nebraska. It got consolidated. What does that mean? It means it got rolled up into another uh, a big school with a couple of small schools. So. As a like cost-saving yeah. measure. So the Genoa Orioles are are no more. Now it's the Twin Rivers Twin River Titans. Uh, so yeah. So, so my school got like three schools combined. I, I want to be I want to be kind of clear about this before we go on though.
1: You grew up in a town of a thousand people. That's right. <laughs> so th- there were more people in my graduating class in high school. Yep. Than there were in your town.
5: Yep. And I know what you're wondering. You know, how could I be so educated, urban? <laughs> and, smooth spoken and you know i don't know i i was an anomaly from day one yeah but uh yeah the the thing i couldn't figure out i don't know how they came up with the name i thought because they, they took the monroe mustangs the silver creek beavers and the general orioles and they made them the twin the twin river titans so it's twin river i'm like wait a minute that's not right if there's two why is it singular Right? Well, should it be the Twin Rivers? Mm. Isn't there two rivers? The Twin Or is it the Twin river? river? But where's the other one? I don't know. No one can explain that to me. They, they should just just combine the three animals. It's done. We had a vote, and it's done. Yeah, yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah. You could have had the um, some kind of a winged uh, beaver horse. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a Pegasus got, in the yeah. very least, <laughs> like a Pegasus, but with giant the teeth twin and a tail. Winged yeah. beaver horse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: real quick the beaver horses That's much better <laughs> go fighting beaver horses yeah. um th- that would be one heck of a mascot costume it to wear Certainly
1: would the flying beaver horse yeah it- hey jessica carson
4: hey alex Grinland.
1: hey how's it
2: going no i'm
4: okay
1: good hey josh hey uh- <laughs>
2: Oh. <laughs> jessica what's your um what's your improv thing that you do most often
4: uh, how do you mean? In day, 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 I, I don't day just life, mean like or... life. I know you have
2: children and you're improvising constant <laughs> solutions all the time. Um, to explain. That I do
4: most often. Yeah. Um, lately, I've been doing the short form most often. Our long form. Uh, What's
2: the short form show at the blue door called? It's
4: called Safari.
2: Safari. And it's
4: actually an acronym. I, it's short. I know. I didn't come up with it.
2: Wow. <laughs> short
4: attention something something, something something a little
2: appropriate about the fact that the first words are short
4: attention
1: yeah. and
2: you've lost I them I can't cuz
4: I didn't I just learned that a couple of, like a year ago or so and it's been a safari since 2007 so I had no idea that it was but that's our short form show and then our long form we we do a long form every a new one every month well we recycle them so like february is a dating game and april is poet Month So we do a poet thing. Hmm. Um, But because I am busy with other things, I'm unable to go to the workshop. So I'm unable to do the shows, um, which is fair. So I do the short form show. That's great. When I can.
2: That's great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She she has kids and she does improv and... She has kids. How I many? Kids.
4: Yeah. Uh, I have three kids. Wow.
2: Wow. Yeah. Dang. Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> Holy that's crap. Not, that's <laughs> not possible. If I just yeah. had them. Yeah.
0: And she just turned 17. Wow. Nice. <laughs> I did? <laughs> you um, were born the first day you did improv. and, <laughs> and
4: uh, <laughs> I was reborn. Well,
0: weren't all of us really born? <laughs> uh,
2: so, um... You guys got to come, uh, a guest, uh, do a guest set at uh, Comedy Sports Screen. Yeah, cool.
5: I haven't done one here. My last guest set was when we were still. You had to be at the Underground. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And now we got this big screen. <laughs> I know. And an HD double I Ooh. DDI. Ooh. Uh, DDPI, HD DDP, H T double DDPI
2: P uh double, double DDP, yep. eighty
5: I <laughs> when you get the lasers, that's what I want to say.
4: S A F A R I E. Yeah. <laughs> you can add a Short little smoke attention. screen, little
5: smoke, and and lasers. <laughs> right.
0: So one of the things I got to say, um, I've done you know improv. I started improv doing that in North Carolina, and then I went. Uh, and trained in San Jose. But one of the things I really noticed is here in Seattle, uh, the improv community is, like, really a strong community. And obviously you guys have been around for, what is it, 28 years now? Twenty three. Twenty-three. Yeah. Well, they've been around
2: for 28 years. Yeah. Plus. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. So, so Jet City has been around for 23. But, I mean, like, what have you seen as far as the community? Was it always that way, or did it, like, come to yeah, I'm really curious no. to hear this. I, you know, um, when, when I
5: came to town, there was only theater sports. And I came to Seattle to improvise, and so I started taking classes with theater sports, and that was it. Um, and after a couple of years, when I, I left theater sports, there was there was nothing. There was absolutely nothing. Uh, and that's Andrew and I met and uh, so. founded Jet City Improv. Then as, as it grew, um, it, it, you know, there was a. Li- I, I felt like there was a little bit of uh, – uh, I don't want to say animosity, but it was like, you know, like, hey, we're the only group in town. Who are these upstarts? For a long time, we were the upstarts. Uh, and then it just sort of blossomed. It sort of took off, you know? And I think, uh, you know, theater's a pretty small community, but improv is even smaller. And I think that's, a, that's why uh, improvisers take care of one another. And it's also inherent in what we do, right? Mm-hmm. Is taking care of each other. I've been to a lot of festivals and I've met very, very few Improvisers that I didn't like I've met only just a a couple of jerks But everyone else has just been Incredibly warm and wonderful And I think that also helps the community You know, it makes us a lot Tighter then say the theater community, which is like looking at you, going, "You are my competition. Mm-hmm. You're, mm-hmm. Going to, you're going to be after the next role that belongs to me because we're similar in height and everything, and which I don't is, like you."
1: Which is just that we ridiculous do that, thing you know? that I think
5: you know is one of the things
1: that we've sort of worked on for a while in this community. Is um, it's the fighting over your audience members? Yeah. You know, oh well, I don't want to tell my audience member about a show that you're doing because then they might go see it. It's like, yeah, they might. And then, if I tell my audience members about your show, they might come see your show, and then more people go to see stuff. Yeah. Like it's it's not it's not a competition. You're not fighting over the smallest piece of pie. You're making let's, fans. Let's yeah. make more
5: pie. And, and how many million people are there in the greater Seattle yeah. area? Right. I don't know three and point? more every day. You. Yeah. you so
2: the, when was the Pockets Improv Month?
5: That was it. February. January. January.
2: January. You and I were t- we, we we both saw a Spike. In yeah. people attending our shows at our improv theaters yep. at the same time another theater in town was doing their improv month
5: and I and also that was their most profitable month of everything that they had done so far yeah you know sketch stand-up improv improv was the made them the most money
2: so what what I mean it, 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 it is the proof in the pudding I think you know like there, there was people seeing improv at all of the Theaters And just more more people than before yeah. in January when they had dedicated it and announced it as Improv yeah.
5: Month. We're still educating audience members. There's still, you know, uh, millions of people that have no clue that live improv is happening around town for, for whatever reason. You know, the, the way things are today with, you know, social media and everything, it should be easier. But uh, – I believe, and Andrew, I think, believes this too, is we're a real gateway to live theater. That's why live theater, scripted theater, should be supporting us, because people are going to come in to see improv, comedy, accessible, they're part of the show, uh, and we're going to grow a theater audience. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to get people Away from their TVs, we're going to get people away from their devices. And I, I, I do want to take a plug too for what Clayton does, mm-hmm. because
1: um, the Pocket Theater. And you guys don't know about what the Pocket Theater is, but but uh, for those of you listening at home, uh, the Pocket Theater is a, a small 50 seat theater. And what they're doing is is that anyone who creates any show whatsoever, you just contact them, and it's free. And he takes the first 10 tickets walking in the door. And then everyone else, basically after that, they sort of split the house. So you got to do your own marketing. You got to do your own marketing. And he gives you tools for that, does all this. But the whole idea is that if you just create something, you get a space for free. And Uh, so it allows people to go... I want to do something wacky. Here's an experiment. Let's just do it. And that has spurred the community to create new stuff and find things out because now they have a venue that they can do that. And that's amazing to me. That is amazing.
3: Yeah. That is uh, very, very similar to the way that Huge operates. There's one or two shows that Huge has a hand in producing but very very limited amount um, and pretty much anything else is just you pitch the show you direct the show you promote the show uh, huge will help a little bit you get a cut of the house uh, yeah it, it's very very similar yeah. it sounds like as long as it's long form improv um, basically anything that you can submit and and pitch to huge and sell them on mm-hmm. and we just so sell they- out the other way I mean Jet City improv it
5: was our main money maker our theater is the house that short form built, right? Uh, Jets and Improv and Twisted Flicks. Uh, and then when we had the theater, then we were able to do all the other stuff. Yes. Right? We can go, okay, now we can go to the membership. We can have a pitch night. Tell us what shows you're thinking about, you know, and then we'll produce these shows. Because we had all we had time now, you know. Yeah. We, we, no one was kicking us out mm-hmm. at 11 or 10.30. Mm-hmm. Like, we couldn't get in until midnight or whatever. The yeah. our space. And it. you know what? Both models... Work. Yep. Heck yeah. Yeah. Yep. So here's a question.
2: Um, uh, it, 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 so in, in let, let's say, five years, five years, there'll be flying cars and there'll be food in right. pill form. Yeah. Jetpack. Um, Jetpack.
1: Food and pills.
2: Food. Yeah. Uh, segways. Right. Segways. Um, will, uh, in the air. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll be, will we'll, will not need government every anymore. But all, all the future things that are going to happen in the future, uh, that's going to be great in five years. Um, but what, uh, what is your vision of what, uh, improv in Providence Seattle looks like in five years? And then let's, and then, and then if you want, if you want, and you want to go all well, then ten years, whatever, whatever, you can do that. But I'm curious, let's and, let's, and
0: we're holding you to this?
2: Yeah, this is, damn, if, it's, if it's not it like this in five
5: years. Son of a.
0: <laughs> if it's not like this, that's it.
5: <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I, I definitely think we're going to have uh, a, a lot of groups are not going to be satisfied uh, with renting a space or you know doing a show a couple times a month. Uh, they're going to find a space. They're going to make it happen like you guys did here. They're going to go, all right, we need a dedicated space to perform. Um, and, and we're going to see a lot more of those. And just due to rents and stuff, the way Seattle's going, it may not be in Seattle proper. Mm-hmm. Maybe in Georgetown or, you know, West Seattle or, I don't know, even Marysville or who knows, Bothell. But it's going to happen. It's going to be a lot more spaces that are just doing improv.
1: How long yeah. has it been since you and Keeson came to town?
5: We uh, came to town in October of 2011.
1: Okay. So it has literally been nearly five years. There you go. Hmm. And yeah. to look at how this community has changed, just from not being just unexpected productions and just Jet City, uh-huh. to suddenly being now there's three major houses in town, and lots of people doing other things. Yeah, so, and, the, so, and the pocket, which is and the pocket, yeah. right? So, so that kind of growth that we've seen in that last four to five years, we will see that exponentially. I mean, it's kind of like the singularity is near.
5: You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Uh, it's it continues it's, to grow. Exponentially. It's similar to what happened in Austin. Austin yeah. just blew up. I mean, with the, you know, oh, just is it still the, on, is, is it's everyone still okay? No. no, not yeah. figuratively. <laughs> Somebody call a soft. It figuratively yeah. blew up, <laughs> but you know, it's like it's like a soft. Oh, you know, yeah. a, a soft goes, uh, a soft moves to Austin and, and does a Kickstarter and says, "I want to raise twenty-five grand for a theater." He raises twenty-seven, and boom, uh, mm-hmm. there it springs up. Right, uh, uh, Roy and uh, Kareem and Casey to take over the hideout. Now they have both spaces and. Uh, Revenue stream in the front. They got a big coffee shop and everything. It's these are, de- you know, completely uh, improv spots. Bye. Go to bed. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that and, and the community there is nuts. They're co- they're producing all this stuff. They're collaborating with scripted houses. They're collaborating with artists. They're collaborating with musicians. They're doing all this experimental stuff because now they have the space. Mm-hmm.
2: So your feeling is that in, in uh, five or five or more years, uh, that it's going to be there's a lot more indie improv is going to be.
5: Thing. Yeah, with
2: their own spaces. spaces By the way, I'm pointing up. that term. Alex
0: Greenland started the term. Indy- Indy- Pro- 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 no one
2: else gets to say that they started it. I did it just now.
0: I'm, I'm going to just guess that there's somebody in Indiana. Nope, nope. Maryland, I did it. Right uh, I did it.
2: India- By the way, Indiana doesn't get any credit for anything right now. Yeah, John Colby. <laughs> I also
1: want to see more of, and and we're seeing this, and maybe maybe we should talk more about the other direction. What well, we are seeing more of, Vancouver, mm-hmm. Bellingham, Seattle, Portland all working together. Yeah, So maybe that is the other thing of taking the I ninety contingency and figuring out how we can do
5: that as well. I think there is a a corridor that we should be continuing to work with. Yeah, Yeah. we just sent a team down to Olympia for the South South Sound the improv comedy Olympia festival, now. yeah, which uh, which it's happened uh, last weekend. Yeah. yeah,
2: I went and um, bought a light bulb the other day for one of our bulbs here at the theater, uh, at that um, uh, place where you buy light bulbs, uh, hardware oh, the store, light bulb yeah. store.
5: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or uh,
2: know, but the theater, fancy theater light bulbs. Uh, okay. And there was a, a, a flyer for the improv festival in Olympia, the South Sound.
5: Yeah, you which, were you were at PNTA.
2: Yeah, you? I was. You were yeah.
5: talking to our friend Lars because <laughs> <laughs> Lars works there, yes. and he's part of the. Oh, South I was wondering,
2: yep. why is there a flyer for a thing in Olympia? Right. <laughs> that's
5: the connection, yeah. I picked that up, and I went, what? what are, yeah, and I did the same thing. I didn't know that Lars was a part of that because
1: <laughs> uh, he works here in Seattle. And he, uh. But that's the point. I think we can do that. We can actually stretch this entire community together mm-hmm. and tie them together as far as even when people are coming in for ESVIT every once in a while. It's been like, okay, great. I'm here. And then I'm going to be in Vancouver for two days beforehand. Then I'm going to be at SFIT. And then I'm going to go down to Portland and I do some work. And then I'll come back and then we'll fly back out. Mm -hmm. But I think there is that drawing as much area together. And this is a tight-knit community. We can work with everyone. And we'd love to. Yeah. So figuring out the ways to make connections.
3: And coming from the Midwest, it's a huge, huge advantage to having all of those places uh, so close. I mean, the closest major cities to uh, Minneapolis are St. Paul. Who wants to go there? (laughs) Uh, uh, Fargo, Des Moines, and uh, like Milwaukee and Chicago, which we make it down to Milwaukee and Chicago every so often, but it's like it's an eight and and like six hour drive. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's 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 really cool to have all those cities so close with other communities so close. Yeah, so
0: it's a really short drive for men with beards to take. You know, yeah. I mean, it's.
5: Four it, hours. I was going to say, it could be worse. You, it, it could be the Omaha Improv Festival, oh. which I, I, I Kansas City? Yep. I've been, and, to, and the I've been to Kansas City. And the next closest would be. Ah, uh, Oklahoma City? It's yep. like that's rough, man. Yep. I grew up in Nebraska, so Omaha's pretty isolated, but they're yep. doing a festival. There's 88 improv festivals now across the country. Yes. There's, there's an Omaha one? Omaha yeah, there is. There, is. There's a yep.
3: lot of twin cities groups going down because yep. uh there's a lot yep. there actually there's a lot of uh very new twin cities groups going down. Uh, a lot of student groups going down because they're they're they were really kind of hungering, uh, hankering for people to go down. Stuff fell out of my pocket. Jumper, it's jumper, fine. It's your keys. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's the right uh, yeah, there was they were really eager for suggestions. So there was a lot of newer groups that were going down. A lot of more experienced groups going down. So there will be a lot of Twin Cities folks that see each other on the regular, hanging out in Omaha.
1: I would have thought, too, with Spokane, there'd probably be a lot more college groups, because there are a lot of college groups, and they all have improv teams in
5: that is, area. Is Guts still going?
4: There, Yeah, there is Guts. That's they, yeah. they have their, I think they're their midnight shows. I've never been able to go. What does Guts stand for? for? Uh, the
5: Zaga University. G-
4: Theater sports,
5: theater sports. Yeah, mm.
4: Gonzaga Darn it, University. she yeah.
5: knew that one. Yeah, and they're, <laughs> lo- they're, they're, I and did. they're loosely affiliated, or loosely or not affiliated at all with theater sports. No, they're not. That's oh. the thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's always been guts, and I think it's just guts now. Maybe even with, without the without mean, the periods. Guts. Yeah, we've got a handful of guts guys.
2: Yeah, handful. I got a handful of guts. <laughs> handful of guts guys that are in the um, improv. So right? I don't. No, uh, but- our uh, sorry, uh, I just want our bartender has an improv-related question. Cool. Uh, oh, okay. But if, you should finish what you were telling us about yeah. guts.
4: No, I, I, w- I wasn't going to talk about guts, but um, you're talking about these little groups that are springing up, and I'm just you know me being a mom and getting older, I'm not really as in tune with everything that's going on in Spokane, but I'm starting to become more aware that there are little groups, just little comedy groups, people who are in Blue Door Theater, but. Not necessarily wanting to do a show in the space, and they're just coming up with their own sketch shows and coming up with their own groups and and doing it in a in a like a, a bar that I had never heard of, or doing it at the Bing and and the Bing is wanting more comedy, and so it's 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 exciting to see all these different groups uh, springing up and just doing their own creative thing and coming yeah. up with their yeah. own form and their own show and not relying solely on the one improv theater in town, but just branching out and doing their own thing. It's it's fun. I, I It's it's exciting to see it happen. Nice.
3: In no way do you look like you're not in tune with <laughs> the
4: community.
3: You look, you're totally in tune.
4: Okay, thank you. Cool.
3: Uh, hey, Asa.
1: No. Oh, question. Yes. So, um, this is not a particularly in-depth
2: question, but you were talking about 88 improv the uh, festivals around the country and then you started talking about like Midwestern cities and oh These are on the list and so on and so forth. And then I was curious that um, While I have never been here. It is quite the Midwestern tourist attraction. Is there much improv in Branson, Missouri?
3: I Went to mm. Branson in high school uh, <laughs> on a band trip in th- the year before we had gone to Honolulu
1: Wow. That's quite a step. Damn it. That's quite a step yeah. wow, That is. Yep.
3: And we went what in. What did you guys do wrong? At, oh, you know, we, did, we spent all of our money. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we went in early March, so all of the the water was drained out of the Titanic replica. And our, the big highlight of the trip was getting uh, to open for Merrill Osmond. Oh, yeah, the oldest girl. of the Osmond clan. Yeah. Wow. Didn't didn't see anything even close to improv. I think to answer your
1: question, then there's
2: nothing. I'm, I'm, well, go- nothing. I'm
3: Googling yeah. Branson, Missouri Improv. Well okay. maybe uh, Yakov Smirnoff does like a little improv
5: <laughs> bit before yeah. he goes into his stuff. I never thought about stuff. that. <laughs> he, okay. I think he has a club there. Mm, yeah. Um, Branson, wow. Here, here's
2: the number one. Google results. Okay. For Branson, Missouri Improv. Yes. Is the Big Dill Improv. <laughs> the Big Dill their, their mascot is a Dill Pickle who with yeah. a big goofy smile on his face. Oh, the Big p- uh, Five stars, two reviews. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, here's two it. reviews. That's w- good. Why book the Big Dill Improv? We provide a non-toxic comedy going experience mm-hmm. that will make your event a hit. So it's there okay oh. uh, featuring a true professional cast of comics and entertainers we keep your audience on its toes with their participation And our quick wet a truly unique show a short form improvisation show that is fun for the whole family team workshops so, yes, did we mention that. clean yeah. if there's any, there we go if there's any com- like comedy
0: sports
3: people listening
1: like yeah comedy sports yeah.
3: people get we on this john uh,
5: colby
4: comedy sports john Branson. colby
5: there we go <laughs>
3: John Colby.
4: Totally. John Colby. Don't <laughs> go to
5: Stensi. Yeah. Um, I found that review helpful. Thank you. <laughs> yeah.
2: Click. Yeah, there
1: we
5: go. Wow. Uh, it's, you know, I, I think anywhere where people are gathering, improv is, is taking root. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, I know my nephew, who was, you know, a young 20-something, little tech guy, and uh, he could not get enough improv. He couldn't care less mm-hmm. about any other kind of thing. Theater, live or otherwise, mm. but he loved improv, and um, I, it was because it was immediate and interactive and funny. Yeah, yep. And he was hooked.
2: Yeah, and the same thing said pre-written and uh, where the audience has been told beforehand that it was improvised. We'll get we'll get a laugh
1: or not get a laugh. And there is a shift going on. Mike had talked about the article from um, from Patrick Stewart. Um, there is a shift that's going on in American Theater Magazine last month. There were three different articles about long-form improv. Uh, there was one about TJ and Dave. There was one from Patrick Stewart. There was another one. Then also New York Times yeah. about a month ago did a review of Baby Wants Candy. Mm-hmm. Mm. So the truth is is that we're eyes. seeing people give credit to
5: long form improvisation and the headline and to improv in general of that story. Remember what the headline was? No, and, Uh improv yeah. improvisation will save theater. Yeah, and this person basically yeah. said, "I saw the future of theater, and it's improv." Well, yeah, right? I mean, this, yeah. Is gonna, this is going to this is going to re-energize mm-hmm. this dwindling theater going community, which is getting older and older, yeah. and. Theaters are freaking out.
3: Yeah.
2: To those of us who like do improv, like that's almost it's it's almost so obvious as we don't even bother stating I know. it. No. Right. It's like, well, yeah, it's the it's the it's the last it's the only thing. I mean, uh, most of the things that you would go see a, uh, see a play uh, can be accomplished better by film, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, nothing against all mm-hmm. the great work that's being done, but uh, it's just it's it's going to be better if done on film because then you can, they can control exactly where your pupil lands. Um but the, you the, the so the thing that has always made live theater exceptional uh and i, I use the term I mean the, the exception to uh is that it, it can only happen when you're there and in improv- right. improvisation is that purified
1: right it's like that uh, you know and something might go wrong that's right yes. It's like a, it's like, like NASCAR, you know, you're watching it cause there's gonna be a crash. <laughs> so you're watching live theater waiting for something to go wrong as opposed
5: to watching improv where well, something's
1: gonna go wrong all the time. It's gonna be great. Yeah.
5: I'm gonna open, a, I'm gonna open a can of worms. A can of worms. Open a can of worms. Okay. Oh. Now so yeah, yeah. far this has been sort of an improv love fest, but I have, I have, I'm gonna put a question out here on the table. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. We have... Bam. You know, hundreds of thousands of new improvisers joining the ranks and going out to clubs and bars, and you know, and just doing shows. Sure. Um, w- w- what does that do to the uh, to the public's um, uh, view of, of improv, improv as a professional art form? Now, right. in theater, it's the, the, the hierarchy is very, very clear cut. You know, you're going to go see something. Fringe or off off Broadway, Mm -hmm. right? In improv, there's no designation. My example is: uh, we have someone who uh, uh, is in Jet City Improv is is a teacher, and she got some of her teacher friends to come and see uh, Upside Down, and they were they were blown away. They went, "We didn't know you could do this with improv." Because see, we saw an improv show a couple years ago, and it was it was terrible. So we just yeah. wrote improv off. Yeah. Totally.
2: Let's uh I, I, I don't remember who I heard say it this way, but it's like uh, no one would ever
3: hear a bad song and go,
1: well, I don't care for music. Right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I'm done with
5: music. <laughs> right.
3: Or, yeah, I'm done with music. Yeah. Or even more closely to improv a, a little bit, like who would go out and see if they saw a bad stand up comedian would then say, uh, in this day and age, like oh, stand-up comedy is horrible. I saw one bad comedy. Right. More broadly, I don't care for jokes. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> exactly.
1: And, and the same, I saw a bad, I saw a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. So movies are all bad.
2: Yeah. yeah that's yeah, what it's, it's uh, and I who who uh, who can explain how that could
3: possibly have been the result, but that's what we're that's what we know, right? I, I have heard some concerns uh from some people that like I mean because there is an improv boom happening right now and there was the whole stand-up boom in the 90s right. and is this is this improv's version of that and is it the same thing and is it going to get so big and then all crash down in a weird stock market crash type of situation. And I, I do not think so, Alex. Yes. But, uh, it,
2: it's weird because uh, I've heard that same thing. Thing. Like and, and who that Bob Odenkirk is the one who's like saying yeah. that he's like stop taking improv classes, uh, it's gonna all crash. It's like it's not like stand up comedy, like blew up and like no one goes to see it. It's yeah, still huge it
5: did it did die i, I could expl- oh, i'm sorry I, I no
4: that's okay I, have a theory. I i just i heard him explain that i heard he was on a podcast and yeah. he clarified and, I, and and he said something like uh no it, you get more into storytelling storytelling is the way to go and i and i feel like improv if it's done right tells a story it is Correct. storytelling so yeah. i i i don't know I, that he, was just my yeah he <laughs> wasn't i totally agree say, with yeah. that and yeah. that's
5: where he's coming from too yeah. that's his that's, that's andrew and i were theater majors coming out of college into graduate school uh, you know we started improvising after that uh television helped destroy stand-up because i would write my half an hour or 20 minutes or whatever and that would get on tv and the entire freaking nation would see my bits and that was it i was done So you had to continually keep writing, and Mm -hmm. TV, and HBO, and all the and cable became this voracious consumer of stand-up, and pretty soon everyone had seen everybody's stuff. And improv is immune. You couldn't tour anymore. that's not going to happen with improv. Yeah,
3: Yeah. it does it with the very very rare exception does not translate to television or film. It's tough. Yeah, very very yeah.
0: It takes some excellent editing because I I was thinking about this like when you do see shows um, like Whose Line Is It Or uh, well really that's the only one that comes across good that I've seen. Other ones are just, they're terrible. They, they, they improvise, but it takes like some serious editing of like, they there was there's just you know ten times as many things going on and they edited it down to the stuff that when you see it from home you get the energy there because one of the weirdest things about improv is if you just videotape it and sew it nobody's going to understand why it's this why the audience is laughing so much because the context is all wrong unless yeah. you're there yes, in yeah. the audience.
2: Well, but, but I, I, I I agree and disagree with that because I feel like every every time anybody says you can't film improv what they mean is well. Well, I saw a video that somebody filmed with one shaky camera in the back of a room of an improv
3: show. And improv just doesn't translate to film. Yeah, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, did they see the if, T.J. If, and Dave documentary? Did they see like anything else that was shot with multiple cameras? You know, the the Ask week?
2: Cat DVD. Yeah, there's a lot of just they. They did one show. They filmed it. They put it out there. You know, it's like if you did uh, just um, 20 shows, right? And you filmed them all really high, uh, really high production value. You, know? you like were four really cameras high. set up on all this. Uh, and you just took five, the five best ones and you uh, edited the shit out of them and you made them great. Like, I think it, it could totally translate to film because you can you just cut to the audience laughing sometimes, like they do in stand up, you know? Um, but I, I think this idea that improv doesn't translate to film comes from the fact that what, m- every film we've ever seen of improv that's people we know is like w- uh, a camera. Static a t- long shot. Yeah, and it's like everyone's a glowing yeah. ball of light because no one's wearing any makeup. And it's right. like, oh, well, <laughs> improv. Yeah. Improv yeah. doesn't work on film. <laughs> Yeah. Scene,
5: I mean, if you look at some of the BBC, uh, you can see every uh, um, Royal Shakespeare uh, production, there's at least one or two, uh, you know, archived at the BBC, and you can just go to the library or, you know, to go online and get those, and they're stage productions, they look awesome, so there's no reason why I don't think that it, that improv could be done on I've, film if it, was, if it was done right, exactly. I've, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah and I was I've, I was talking more to the production values. Like, it takes, you know, a good production value, like somebody who knows improv, and I think uh you know it's I, I come from different entertainment things, and I always look at wrestling, for instance there's really only one name in town and they know how to produce wrestling, and that's the w w e there's other people who do it, they just don't do it as well because they don't know how to make yeah. these people look good, yeah. like all these other people, so it really takes people who know improv and know how to make improvisers look good on camera
5: so back to my my
0: can of worms. Mm-hmm. How, how do we get... How do, how do we educate?
5: Because uh, this has been, for Andrew and myself at least, a continuous process of education since we started an improv group. How, mm-hmm. how do we how do we get folks to go... Uh, I didn't like this improv that I saw at this bar, so I'm, gonna, I'm going to try some other improv. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm not going to buy this uh, uh, Jackson Pollock that I saw. I didn't like that. But I want to go look at this Matisse. How do we get them to... Uh, do that? Do that. How do, uh, is it because we're such a new art form, they just go, that's all bad? Yeah. Is that the deal?
3: Uh, it, coming from an improv town where there is a, a very clearly established hierarchy – um, it For, I believe, ultimately the better, there are a series of improv elders that not only run the respective improv <laughs> theaters and institutions, but improv have and like are, are kind of our leaders and the people that we look up to and the people we go to for advice, the people like Jill uh, Butch that runs huge, Doug Nethercott that runs County Sports Twin Cities, uh, the people that uh, run the Brave New Workshop, uh, the people that run Stevie Ray's. Yeah. All those people that we go to uh, for advice and input uh, are not also only in charge but there are friends there are confidants and they are our uh, our inspiration and so having mm-hmm. them be all those things and having a a very per, as as personal of a relationship as you can have i believe with everybody and being able to have frank and friendly conversations with people like yeah if you want to try some stuff go ahead um I'd, I would love to give you feedback on it. You know, we're going to be friends no matter what. Like having that piece of it, to me, is, is my initial reaction to that and still having it stay a personal form. Um, yes. So you think uh, if, we, if it is because we're new, then
5: in 10 years we won't have this conversation because everyone who did not know what improv was and went to see it and didn't like it. Uh, that little tiny sample, uh, there's going to be so much improv happening. It's going to be uh, – everyone's going to have a, a taste of the well, right? the poison well. I also think we have, have to make a commitment to uh, – because
2: it's, it's every, every, every improv person I talk to says, well, you can't do improv on film. You can't do it on film. Can't be done on film. And it's like uh, then we're never going to break that barrier because the, re- the only reason nobody gave up on stand-up is because they saw good stand-up on film. Right, so we have to get good improv on film and blast it.
5: You know, uh, is, is my opinion. Yeah. We have to blast it. I, I think uh, I think that's that might be a good way to indoctrinate people I, I, or expose people. I I think personally, improv is, is uh, so personal between improvisers and audience. That's the real hook well, yeah, It's getting them in here, and that might be a great way
2: to that's get That's the in real this. hook to get – like it's stand-up clubs. Like there's a certain – most people only watch stand-up on, on Netflix nowadays, right? They just go, oh, that's the John Mulaney. He's the guy who they told me is good. I like that, right? But then there's a handful of people who go, oh, if I like that, therefore I'll actually go to a stand-up club, and I'll go regularly, right? Uh, and you're not going to catch everybody with the here's the really good thing we've got it caught on camera. Um, but
1: you'll you'll at least get people going, it, oh, there it, it can be good, you know? We had put together a while ago, um, basically taking a, a one-camera shot, and we had it webcast of all of our shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were then trying to work on, like, okay, well, let's just put two to three cameras, and then we can just automatically switch in between, and you're webcasting the shows. Even with the idea of, like, what if you webcast the show, and then you have it in a chat room, that people could watch, and then they could give suggestions, and a Mr. Voice or a sound effects person could then go, I got this suggestion from this person who's watching online, and here it goes, and then you get to see it. So you'd still have an involvement from a participatory uh, a participatory sense, and yet still be controlling the action on stage. I think that is the important factor because that's what improv is about. Sure. It's your show. Yeah, it's not watching something that is just happening to you. It is watching something that you are a part of, and I think without being a part of it, you sort of lose a certain sense.
0: I think we're in the right the right time too for for media because yeah. i mean there's there's things like like that with twitch right now twitch tv is is all that kind of like yeah people are watching video games but they're not just watching video games they're watching video games and interacting with the person playing the video games and it's like okay i'll try that or i'll do that or you know, and it, and it's it's something new and there's lots of things like that yeah. where you're able to interact with somebody who's broadcasting something and this is a great medium for that because that's what improv is. It's an interaction with the audience. It's kind of how we win is because the audience is immediately part of the show. Yep. Because yeah. and if, if we write off video media entirely,
2: we're dooming ourselves. Correct. I, I agree. Uh, so we, I don't
3: know what it, the answer looks like, but we got to find yeah. it. Right. I, my, my thought uh, around that is I, I agree. There, there has to be some sort of interaction between media and, and actual physical performance. Uh, if... I was at home just either a a regular audience member or somebody with a passive uh, knowledge of improv or a little bit of knowledge of improv, and I had a choice of streaming... A uh, improv performance by uh, multimedia and giving input back via a chat room, and then having that go into the computer and then come back out of the computer at me and, and doing s- something else. I would probably <laughs> choose doing something else, uh, and it, I think it, it would take a especially hardcore uh, improv fan to want to do something like that. Uh, and well, you that, could do that naked, though. Yeah, good point. Uh, like well, try and stop me. <laughs> um, yeah,
5: maybe we're if all the naked performers under were
4: naked, right, mm. yeah. you could yeah. get more. Well,
5: we have had uh, fans who have moved out of town say, "When are you guys going to webcast so I could watch mm. in in Denmark or Kansas City yeah. or or LA or wherever they are, Branson, so, Missouri? You know, yeah, Branson. They're out there. Seoul, um, Korea. Right. So you know." The the re- the reason theaters never webcast anything is, of course, you have union actors. You have the rights. Uh, the The playwright has rights. I mean, the, it, so it's just impossible to do. Yeah. Uh, and it's something that 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 you know it's, we could we could unions we haven't do. ruined improv yet. Not yet. Not yet.
3: <laughs> They'll ruin them just like every other industry. I'm old man money bags. Baga baga
5: uh, I got to admit theater unions are a little crazy as oh, when, when theater sports was at the Intimon, you couldn't walk on stage without a union technician there that's a union <laughs> house you couldn't walk on stage you could, I couldn't grab this table they would go would be get your hands off that please yeah and someone would come out and say where do you want this and a union guy would move it i'm oh, yeah. not shitting him. Oh, it God. was that tight yeah, yeah.
2: Uh yeah um so uh, we all can open a can of worms now ooh, I want to open cans. a can of glitter of whip ass ooh, oh ooh, I'm a sorry. can of <laughs> glitter <laughs> okay um butter uh so here's here's the thing I I thought of uh could we all have in, those improv things that happens uh, that happen happens. Yeah. Um uh, What's happened? where it's it's a you caught you caught glitter in a can. Um and uh so I'll give you I'll, I'll give an example I'm sure that what ha- cause what always happens with these things is we go, oh, and that reminds me of this thing. So I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna do a little experiment here. Um so uh there's a matinee comedy sports match in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And uh we're we're there's one of those things where you say, like, all right, uh, kids, it's a bunch of like nine year olds, shout out some suggestions. And you know, one kid goes, uh happy and no, the kid goes sad and the kid goes um angry. And then this little adorable little girl goes,
1: Survivor's guilt.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh. Perfect. Uh. Yeah. Um so we well, took someone it. Someone
0: learned did. a new word at school. <laughs> oh,
2: um so is there oh. a favorite sh- like sh- shout out or just I don't know, what does that make you think of a thing? Make you think of a thing?
3: Mm, yes. And Josh? uh two different ones uh specifically on the little kid uh tangent there a couple weeks ago uh there was a like a kid that can't have been older than 7 sitting in a row by themselves not nearby any adults the ref uh this is at comedy sports went out uh, to get a suggestion from the audience uh for uh, dueling soundtracks like the name of a, a movie, uh movie that has never been made and the little kid looks right at him in the eyes and goes Land of Death. (laughs) Uh, This is why you're sitting by yourself. Yes, (laughs) Yes, exactly. And then, uh, favorite suggestion ever uh, was uh, anything at all, anything at all. And an older guy, kind of half in the bag, looks up and goes... Red leather pants. <laughs> favorite, favorite suggestion. Just the
2: fact that he took his time.
3: Just you're Red gonna like, you're gonna like leather this. pants. Red.
2: Last night in the comedy sports match, uh, one of the one of the suggestions was uh, that the audience generated was throwing glitter at nihilism. Yes. <laughs> nice. uh. Which if there's one thing you want to do with nihilism. It's just go... I
4: mean,
0: throw glitter at you. Take that,
4: nihilism. And now and, I and, captured the it was, in a That can. was a guessing game, and it, it was guessed. Somebody guessed, Yeah, somebody it, right? correctly nice. guessed, throwing game
2: glitter game at you know. nihilism. Wow. wow. Yeah,
1: I was pretty surprised watching the show earlier that they got ennui. Like,
4: oh, nice. Yeah. All right. I'm glad
1: you got
5: ennui. Wow. After... 25-odd years of improv, my head is filled with <laughs> glitter. <laughs> uh, wow. I mean, uh, well, we're on a kid's uh, topic here. Uh, we were doing a summer camp for uh, kids with uh, muscular dystrophy. And uh, we, we do a handful uh, every summer. This summer we're doing about 11 camps for free. And uh, so we were on this grassy area by the lake, and these kids are all in... Surrounding us, watching the show. And we were doing pillars. So we have one kid over here, we have one kid over here. Uh, And uh, you know, you'll point to the person and they they fill in the blank for you. (laughs) It was something about a new dog, right? Mm -hmm. A new dog home. And so we point to this little girl and she was probably, I don't know, eight or nine. And she said, Poop. (laughs) So it was, uh, we're going to name our new dog Poop. (laughs) And the kids started laughing. And then both pillars realized exactly what control they had over the scene. So every single thing they said for the rest of the scene... Was poop <laughs> uh, And so Classic so we, Classic comedy <laughs> That's all they would say And they, the audience was Of course All just all kids And they were They were dying They, they,
2: they
0: figured out The game the of the secret.
2: scene
5: And they played it
2: Yes yep. Yep. And
0: that's exactly and They, they that's killed exactly it, what it In that scene they, they really it. did There, there is something it. About children And the word poop Yep that's it's a funny uh, word just, They were
5: being
3: bad
0: hilarious. Hilarious.
5: There's something about yeah.
3: Me and the word poop Yeah Joe, Joe Rapp of the Bearded Men His favorite thing In the world he has said this to me in those words, is poop. And then I looked him in the eyes and said, do you mean for comedy? And he's like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. <laughs> and so it's Joe Poop
2: Rap. You know what's funny is I remember one of the one of the matinees in Milwaukee, they brought up uh, this little kid who was too young to understand things um, and that we were playing a game very similar to pillars uh, it was the story you know i don't know what you guys call it, but storyteller you're telling a story and everyone and everyone's like, well the kid has to fill in a word and this guy mike mike kouth uh, looks at the kid and he goes um, look i could i i could i could say I'm going to say some words, and you can fill in anything you want. You know, like, oh, on the Christmas tree, I'm going to put um, an angel, and on the side I'm going to put, and you can say anything you want. And the kid goes, candy cane? Can I say candy cane? And he goes, you can say candy cane, yeah. And so he thinks the kid gets it, right? So then they sit up uh, on the stage, and it's like, all right, once upon a time there was a little boy named
4: Candy Cane. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and uh, his name was Candy Cane, all right. And then uh, he, um, he, told, he he said to his sister, Sister, get out of my room. I don't like it when you touch my candy cane. <laughs> candy.
1: And that's it. One suggestion all night long. Thank you. We'll be here all week. Say, can I say can I can say candy cane. <laughs> <laughs> There's... Um, Actually, when Mike was just talking about the camps, it reminded me of one that was a little traumatic, but but it was also that sort of like, okay, just let it go, let it go, Uh was um, the first year we did the burn camp. So we did the – it used to be the Northwest Burn Foundation, so it's a camp for kids who have been severely burned. Mm -hmm. And we go out, and the firefighters beforehand had said to us, like, don't say these things. Like, really stay away from these topics because this is what we want to stay away from. These kids are here. This is their camp for them. And we're like, okay, great. So we show up, and then, of course, we ask for suggestions, and the kids are yelling out, Matches! Firefighters, (laughs) Firefighters, <laughs> and they're yelling out of this stuff that we're like, uh, uh, and we started freaking out a little bit, like going, gasoline. whoa, what's going on? Yeah, gasoline, they're yelling Fire out truck. stuff that is just uh-huh. a little tough uh-huh. to us. And, and I remember Mike was them seeing it, and I finally had to turn to the rest of the players and go, we got to stop freaking out. This is their world, not ours. Right. Or, this is what they know, and this is what they're yelling out, and we just have to do it. And Uh, so we just did it And it was great And we've done that show For like 10 years now But it's it was one of those moments where we were freaking out as uh, actors, like, going, we can't say that. We can't say that. Yeah. Right. No, we it's forgot their, their lives, were, man. Yeah, they're they were taking just, you there. We forgot you know? they're just kids. They're
3: taking you there.
1: you got to right. go with them. Right, and they're yeah. going to take us there, and we better go. Because uh, if you don't, then you're denying On it. this reminder
2: train, uh, there was a, another matinee. Choo,
3: choo, choo, choo,
2: in Milwaukee, where um, there was a, a bunch of nine-year-old boys uh, in, the, in one of the birthday parties that were there. And uh, I was ref- refereeing the match. And uh, I said, all right, um, uh, we're going to tell a story here. Uh, give me the um, uh, the name, of, or, or I forget exactly how it came about. But it was, it was basically, uh, what, do you, what do you want this story to include, kind of a thing. And they went like, guns, explosions, blood. And then one of the kids, the ambassador of, the, of these nine-year-olds, stood up and said, he stood up without being asked to stand up. He goes, um, we would like to see violence.
1: <laughs> thank you uh,
5: I'm glad we clarified that yeah. Thank you He shook this everybody's
3: guy. hand In a really <laughs> firm Made eye contact He kissed a baby And then he sat down And we gave him the There's CD. a
5: reason that WC Fields did not like Working with kids <laughs> <laughs> They will steal the show Every time yeah. And, yeah. and that that's the magic Of improv right Is that uh, The The, the, the the magic of the of the unexpected, the the mistake, right? Uh, if you're not open to that, <laughs> you're gonna get blindsided. Uh, um, Let them steal it. Them I like
0: that. It. The magic of the mistake the magic of the mistake I like that you know, for yeah. just in general just I did air line. quotes
5: there when I said mistake yeah. because we all know there for are those no listening at improv the two communities yeah. that
2: really need to come together are the improv community and the clowning community and there is a lot of crossover because they have this, we share
3: the same yeah. values as them
5: mm-hmm. yep you know. absolutely there actually yeah, yeah. is air quotes
3: yeah in the Twin Cities there actually is for real a lot of crossover there's several clowns that uh, do improv and vice versa but they're very they're 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 Got Andrew oh, got shit. his start. Yeah, one of clown. my
1: dearest friends who actually got me my start working. I worked as a clown in Atlantic City for a number of years. Yeah. Um, and one of my dearest friends who I went to undergraduate with lives in Minneapolis. Who is that? I I will tell you his name in a few minutes. <laughs> okay. However, he is the Midwest Ronald McDonald. That's what uh, he does for a living. Oh. Uh, y- you know,
2: interestingly enough.
1: Yeah. My friend Dave
2: Bogan, who is moving out here to be our CSE Seattle remote show salesman and classes salesman.
1: He's the other one. He's the other one. Yep. There are two. Yeah. Yep. One of them is Dave. The other one is Rick Logan.
3: <laughs> oh, I know well, Rick Logan. You I worked know with Rick. Him. You know Rick. I oh. do. I worked with him uh, at a minor league baseball team called the St. Saint Paul Saints. All right. Uh, as a usher-tainer. There I, we go. I was an overgrown boy scout called Billy Can of the Wilderness Patrol, and I was fat, and I carried around a oh. backpack that had <laughs> cans tied to it and climbed together, and it was an experience.
1: So Rick we and have- I went to college together from 84 to 88.
3: In Get Philadelphia, out of town. Yes, we indeed. have
0: officially wrapped this around again to how small of a community yeah. the improv <laughs>
3: community is. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly,
0: the improv community owns
2: McDonald's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we
0: won't give it up. Yeah. All right. It. I, I do want to say it is getting uh yes. getting to a, a nice yes. late time, mm-hmm. and this is a uh, wonderful conversation. So we're going to have to have you back on. Absolutely. Um, because I I can tell there's just so much more to pull out of you guys um but first hey, Je- hey jessica hey, hey, jessica. hey.
4: hi uh,
0: all right now that we're done with jessica uh, <laughs> no uh, we do have somewhat of a tradition that we've been uh starting here on the on the podcast which is misattributing quotes to oh. to people so um what we do is you take like a a well-known quote or song lyric and attribute it to somebody else who, um, you know, maybe take a song lyric and put it to somebody of history or vice versa. Um, I'm going to talk about what our upcoming guests are and and that sort of thing. So you got a few moments to think of what kind of misattributed quote you can have.
5: Mm.
0: All right coming up April 18th. That's next Saturday. We will have players from the Rat City Roller Girls on our panel. Um, It's the weekend before their local city championship. And they will be here to tell us all about it. On May 23rd, our first guest ever, Chris Allen, will be joining us again. Um, So that will be May 23rd. We've got uh, lots of other people in the hopper, but we'd like to hear from you. Who else would you like to see, or rather hear, on our Podcast. Let us know via Twitter or Facebook. You can check us out on Twitter at cszsea podcast or on Facebook at csz Seattle After Party, and we will try to get them. Now back to the panel, starting with you, Alex. Yeah, okay, I was mis- thinking, attributed quote
2: singing during the music. There, I think that uh, my quote I want to talk about. It's kind of a pacifist quote. Um, it was a "Don't shoot till you see the whites of their eyes." Uh, that was Ray Charles who said that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he never oh, saw the whites of anybody's eyes. Yeah. So he never shot. Yeah. yeah. Good point, yeah. It makes nice. sense. It makes Nicely sense. Nicely done,
1: yeah. Ohio! Thank you.
3: <laughs> oh, Ohio. <laughs> uh, who, who's Who's next? Uh, I had uh, something of a similar vein. Uh, uh, blessed are the peacemakers uh, uh, from, of course, Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Makes sense. Yeah. He meant to say pacemakers, a uh, little-known fact. He meant to say pacemakers. <laughs> was it or the pacemakers? Because he has heart condition, but he said pacemakers. I, well, I had uh,
1: the one that it was uh, Mike had actually said the quote earlier, which was uh, improv is the future of theater, originally said by Aristotle. So, yeah. Uh, no, oh, was man. In the poetics, He's a real it's, forward thinker. Yeah, it's in the poetics
5: if you want to read it. Yeah. Um, I, I One just popped in my head, which was... Uh, uh, Oh, no, I can't No, it's it. popped out. I can't no, I can't it. No, did pop okay, out. Yeah, yeah. I'll go. Go okay. ahead. Go, go ahead. Up. Hey, Jeff. Jessica, right, so, yeah. So
4: this was uh, by someone who might be known as a feminist. Um, hey, I just met you, and this is crazy, but here's my number, so call me baby, the late Virginia Woolf.
0: Mm, yeah. 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 That, that mm, so sure. sounds like Virginia Woolf. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To answer oh, yeah. the question, I'm afraid of her. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Does anything pop back in your head there, Michael?
5: Uh, well, I, I just uh, you know, and I the bigger I, they are, the harder they fall oh. is one of my favorite quotes, yeah. and that was Andre the Giant.
1: I
0: think it was, yeah. It was, uh,
5: <laughs> and, uh, it's strange that he would say that. I don't know why I looked at Daryl and thought of that.
0: <laughs> you know, I just, and I, I do. You have a Twitter feed that are the words of Mike. Yes, uh, I you? and
5: I I don't run that. Someone else does. Oh boy, they just <laughs> uh, they just listen to someone the weird who works things that, that you me, say. Someone who works with me runs the words of Mike, and basically what they do is they just listen to uh, shit that I say, uh, <laughs> and record it and then release it bit by bit into uh, the, the interwebs. So, Your life yeah, is so different from mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the the symbol of the words of Mike, if you want to check that out, is is uh, a hand with a slightly Bent pinky, just like (laughs) the (laughs) words of Mike. Yeah. Yeah. You'll find all sorts of wonderful quotes, such as, Where was. (laughs) <laughs> we're, we're reserving our right to be Rockettes. Or uh, we wave our magic wand and sandwiches appear.
3: Oh, uh, they're yeah, uh, All kinds of crazy things. Every, every Comedy Sports Twin Cities show, uh, we write down a uh, couple quick zingers, a couple quick quotes, and uh, write them down in a book. And there's books going back to 1994, 1990. That's a great That's idea. great. So you can look at quotes from shows from tw- like 20 years ago. Oh, I love it. Fantastic. <laughs>
0: Well, with that, that uh, that ah, there it is. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the CSZ Seattle After Party. We'll see you next week with the Rat City Roller Girls.